0: twin cities on the move a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring paul saint andrew justin sheeler joel benson and greg rios paul and justin are licensed real estate agents in the state of minnesota with the brokerage remax results and joel and greg are mortgage consultants with truestone home mortgage A Division of Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union. And now, Twin Cities on the Move.
1: Hey, welcome to episode 10 of Twin Cities on the Move. My name is Paul St. Andrew. I am at Minnesota Podcasting on Sunny Snelling Avenue in St. Paul today. Thanks for joining us. I'm here with a few of my friends.
2: My name is Joel Benson. I'm with True Stone Home Mortgage, NMLS number 1064642.
3: Greg Rios, True Stone Home Mortgage, NMLS number 1505482. And Justin Sheeler at Remax Results.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Of course, our podcast comes to us from our good friend Tina Wynn Chandy at Country Financial today. Um, today, i on the podcast, we have get into a few topics, and we have a guest here coming up in a bit. A good friend of mine, Blake, going to talk about November in just a little bit. But how's the market been this month, fellas? How are you feeling?
2: I feel great as usual. <laughs> I think uh, we, we've seen on the mortgage side, we've seen a little bit of a, you know a level off. I mean rates. Kind of jumped up, maybe a month, you know, maybe four, four to six weeks, of sort of rates ticking up slightly and then kind of flattening out. This week, we've seen a little bit of an improvement, but again, as I always say, historically they're exceptional.
3: We're we're in a good spot. I mean, I think things have slowed down a little bit, but we're still in a great spot. The savvy buyers are jumping all over the market right now just because there's some deals out there, some homes that have sat for a while. And you know I've noticed a couple of pretty
4: good deals come through. Well, the buyers are being selective, but yeah, like Greg said, there's some great opportunities now as sellers get more serious as winter approaches. There's some really nice no, uh, opportunities. I to agree, take advantage and
1: there's of. there's plenty of inventory on the market right now. It seems like um, I've yeah. noticed I've noticed that that the the inventory has come back. It's not so just tight it's not tight yeah. it's not discouragingly tight there's that and then yes you'd have some some savvy buyers here I think personally I've been telling my clients it's kind of the perfect storm right now if you want to buy a house really yeah. you know there's more inventory on the market things are a little calmer and like you said Joel the interest rates for a, for a mortgages right now are are good yep. you know absolutely the one thing that I've run into and you guys we can start to talk about this a little bit I've heard from more than one person I guess over the last month quite a few really about this looming recession our word
4: oh exactly <laughs>
1: and it happens that's part of our economy and you know I don't know it made me think okay so what exactly what is a recession and according to Webster's dictionary a recession is a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced it's generally identified by a fall in GDP for two successive quarters so basically the economy goes on a Diet for, for six little, at least six months for at yeah. least six months exactly. But is that so, a bad thing? That's the question. You know, mm-hmm. is that a bad thing? How has that affected the housing market? I did a little bit of digging here, and how how has that affected the housing market? And you know, it's interesting. Over the last five recessions, only two of them have affected the housing market. And here's the deal: is that the last one? We all are still remembering very vividly when you know it basically the housing market was a cause of the recession. Um, home prices dropped just about 20%. And, you know, the only other one out of the last five are, it, it was two a 2% drop, which is minuscule. Yeah, really, yeah that's you know? just a wobble.
2: I, I, that's a really great point. Because I think the average person that you talk to will, will throw out the word recession because they've heard it on CNN. They've yeah. heard it from a friend. Nobody, first of all, nobody knows what it means or how it's going to impact them. And you know in 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 all reality, neither do we right, but yeah. we can what we can do is we can look at history and see what's happened in the past. And I think it's a a really important thing to point out that you know Paul mentioned nineteen ninety one was the was the uh, the recession that caused a one point nine percent decrease in housing right two thousand eight was almost twenty percent now the one thing I want to point about that because I was in the business at the time, we all knew that was coming, and it was because of the fact that. There was so much artificial growth, and you know it was almost—it was almost laughable to be honest. Like we would say, "It was insane." Yeah, yeah. like yeah. how is this house yeah. worth this much money? How is this? I, I remember, well, I bought a house for two hundred and thirty thousand in two thousand, I think, and I had it on the market like three years later for four thirty-five.
4: <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, no, that's. That's I won't, I won't go
2: into what ended up happening. And there, there wasn't
4: a platinum mine in the basement or anything to back up that. No, that's just <laughs> no.
2: but But even you know that was the only reason I was even thinking about selling. It was yeah. a perfect house, and I was like, "All right, well, if I can, you know, cash in on this." Um, but that was we were seeing that everywhere with my clients, you know, looking to buy homes, refinance, and you know so that's where i want to point out where where paul mentions that the housing market was probably a driver for for oh, that recession oh
1: absolutely i believe it was that's yes. not
2: the case now because mm-hmm. of the not only did, did the market correct but regulation has come into place where it was like the wild west back in you know the 2000s and and, and it's not anymore you just you know, had there's... to fog up
4: a mirror you just yep. walked in that's how you got loan. just breathe on the glass and if it fogs yeah. up here you go you, yep. it was interesting yeah. when it, it was lent, insane
1: i had clients back then i remember the lender would ask them how much do you want yeah that's it wasn't it was it's not how much can i afford it was the op, you know how much do you want a decade ago yes there was a a crash, but th- there's been a lot of projections also that homes will still appreciate in the next two to five years. And it's not just. Not one it's source. Not, it's not several just, sources. Yeah, it's not telli- just Justin this. telling us yeah, this. You exactly. know, so no, and it's you know, and there, it's slow and steady growth of 4%, four percent, four point seven percent, you know, three point eight percent. Things that are manageable and understandable that it would grow like that, even during a bit of an economic diet.
2: I,
5: I, yeah, yeah, I think that's word.
2: key. Like because again, we have a, a market right now that's less volatile. There's been regulation and things are just a little bit tighter. You know, again, three of those five last recessions actually saw, you know, h- housing increases. So, yeah. but more reasonable, you know, things that are, you're not going to see the 20% increase, which is probably good, right? So I think, again, the, the, the current conditions being different than they were, for example, in 2008 is a, is an important thing to think about.
4: As we talk about opportunities and stuff like that, we don't want people to feel like there isn't a human side of this. Because, Paul, you and I know, and, and I'm sure on the mortgage side you saw it too, uh, one of the toughest things was watching families lose their homes. Oh, and you notice it's I didn't say house; I said homes. Yeah, um, that was that was one of the toughest parts of the last recession, and so yeah, there is a, a very real side to this. And no, it's not all about money. Um, but there is nothing worse than a vacant house either that the market needs you know, we, we need to buy these properties when there is a correction and stuff like that, but we don't want to make it sound like we're just out there. Oh, I can't wait till somebody loses their house so we can buy it. Yeah. No, no. As a listener,
1: don't, be pessimistic. Be, just no. kind of get the right information here and, and do what's best for your family moving forward. Talk, yeah. to, talk to a real estate agent, talk to a lender, talk to somebody, and, and just kind of get all of that information about what's happening in the market right now and or six months from now if that's the time for you to do that. So I think when you have your eyes wide open and you know what's happening in the market, the fear that you hear on the radio and TV and stuff will kind of dissipate and not be there. Good guys. Well, listen. When we come back, we're gonna yep. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna talk to the mortgage guys uh, about uh, interest rates. And you know, is our interest rates the most important thing um, when it comes to to refinancing or a new purchase? Sometimes
3: yes, and I guess sometimes no. So we'll hear from them next. You took the time to find the house that's right for you. Did you do the same with your home insurance? Tina Winchandy with Country Financial can customize your coverage to fit your life and your budget. When you found the right home, get the right insurance. Call Tina Winchandy at Country Financial, 651-846-8163. Home policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company and Country Casualty Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois.
1: Thanks again for joining us today, episode number ten of Twin Cities on the Move. I hear from my clients a lot, my buyer clients. You know, interest rates. I mean, that's always a hot topic for if you're in our industry. What are the rates? How are the rates doing? What are the? That's just one piece of the puzzle, isn't it?
2: Yep, absolutely. Really? And I think that's, you know, a key thing that we like to talk about is that the interest rate is is nothing more than a price tag. You know, and. It's an important thing, right? Whenever you go shopping for anything, the price is important. But what's more important than the price is the value. You know, what are you getting for that price? So that's where we try to, you know, to build, uh, you know, relationship. Granted, if you come to me for a quote on your on your home loan, I'm going to give you a quote, and then you're going to call 10 other people and or whatever. You can go to the online lenders. You can go to Wells Fargo, whoever, the big banks we're all going to be fairly close because the money comes from the same place right okay. the difference is the level of service now if another lender is going to beat me by an eighth of a point which is what you're going to find so most lenders when they say they whatever they post rates on their website um, they're going to they're going to post rates typically as low as possible because it 's advertising, they want you to to pick up the phone and call them, but the way they 're going to do that typically in the fine print down below is going to say how many points it costs you to get to that rate, and sometimes it'll it 'll be half a point. It used to be one point was kind of the industry standard. Um, we see less of that now it's it 's you know maybe it 's you know seven eighths or five eighths or you know half a point whatever it is. I typically when I give a client a quote i 'm going to give them. An option with points and without. Because and when you
4: say points, for the financially illiterate or not so literate,
2: yep. one point equals one percent of your loan amount. So you're okay. buying
1: that point. So it's one percent. One
2: percent. So so
1: two hundred thousand dollar mortgage, it'd be you'd
2: come to close with two thousand
1: more. additional. So
2: you can okay. you can pay that point to buy the rate down. But the key here is that if you were to go amass, you know, a handful of quotes on any, on, on one transaction, you're going to find the rates to be very, very close. Cause again, we all get the money from the same place, but what you don't want to do is you don't want to base your decision only or solely on that interest rate. Cause again, it's only a price tag. You know, I think, you know, and Greg, you can talk about the experiences you've had, but you know, oftentimes you get people and you can usually tell, you know, cause I think sometimes the interest rate is the only thing that's Tangible for most people, they don't. They've never done this before. They're not experienced in real estate or mortgage. So the interest rate is something they can sort of grab onto, and and it's something they can talk about, and they can have some control over.
1: But there's more to it, though. I mean, like okay, for example, what about closing costs? Where does that factor in the mix?
2: Right. Well, again, because most lenders are gonna gonna give you a, a rate quote based on points being included, that's going to increase your closing costs. Closing costs are going to be very, I mean, again, very similar throughout the industry because other than those points, because most most closing costs are third party fees. Your insurance, the taxes, the mortgage registration tax, uh, you know,
3: recording fees. Those are all paid to third parties, to the county, to they're not the for you guys. Right? It's, it's not yeah. a
4: real estate fee, and it's not a lender fee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: one of the reasons I wanted to bring this topic up is because it's not it's not cookie cutter as it sounds. You know, you you can do your homework and you can find the best interest rate out there, but who is it with, and are they going to be able to execute the contract that you're under? Are you going to close on time? What's your user experience going to be? That's on the front end. On the back end, is that lender going to sell your loan to somebody else, get serviced by someone else? You're going to get bounced around to several different lenders. How do you feel about that? You know, Like we talked about before, what type of availability does that loan officer have? Can you call on nights and weekends You know, whenever you need them?
4: Can you talk to a human being?
3: Can you talk to a human being? <laughs> yeah. Does that so lender- does that lender have a relationship with your realtor? Have they done several deals together where everyone's confident that when we get to closing, everything's going to be smooth and on, and on time, which is very important. Sometimes you have to t- take a step back and break down what you're getting for that rate if there's truly value there and does it make sense to maybe work with someone local or you know someone that your realtor referred just because that relationship, they know that there's that trust there again, that you're going to close on time. And how right. much
4: are we talking about well, on a $200,000 yeah, loan, a, for example?
3: So on a $200,000 loan, and this is a key
2: point, because if you shop rates, you're typically, every lender is going to be probably within an eighth or eighth a quarter th- of a point. Okay. An eighth of a point on 200000 is going to cost you about $10 that's per all. month. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's it's a, a very small yeah, amount. So that's nothing. The way that I, and this is sort of like maybe a rudimentary way to look at it, but I always say like, you can buy a Pinto or you can buy a Porsche. They're not going to have the same price tag. Mm-hmm. But what if they do? Let's look at what you're getting for the money. That's the key. For us, I think it's about that relationship, build building relationship or rapport. And I hate to call out actual competitors, but a lot of these places, especially the bigger nationwide companies, you know, you make a phone call and you know it's a 22-year-old telemarketer that you're talking to. When you want to talk to an actual experienced loan officer, you know, you want the person that you're talking about this transaction with to be the person that you're going to deal with throughout the transaction, and that's, you know, the, the the value that I talk about, particularly with my my referral partners and my clients, is that you know I don't work 24 seven, but I'm available 24 um, seven. If you have a question, you know I'm I'm going to be your contact. It's not going to be hey contact my transaction coordinator or or my processor over here. I'm your contact. I'm your contact nights, weekends, whatever it needs to be. Because really the 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 whole thing is about. Uh, an experience and relationship. The, the, yeah. the interest no, rate is nothing that. more than a price tag. And nope. can I
4: add on to that just real quickly in terms of real experiences? I had one just uh, a month ago where we, had, we were two weeks away from closing. Good friends of mine, too, that were the sellers. And the the other the other real estate person called me up and said I got really bad news our uh, financing is being declined and I said why and they wouldn't tell me at first and finally um they they fessed up that the buyer had this massive tax lien that he had shared with the lender and supposedly the lender still thought he'd be able to get him approved now mm-hmm. I know that if I was using a good lender it would have never got this far. Right. But two weeks before a close, you got to put the property back on the market now. And it just it it, it looks horrible too, because right. buyers like, why was it off the market for well, so long? All of a sudden it's available all of a sudden. So disappointing. So, really so disappointing to walk
1: <clears throat> go hand in hand down the road to close with everybody and have it that nobody can perform at the end. That is frustrating. And I I just second relationships. You know, I always tell my buyer clients when I first meet with them, find somebody. I here's a, here's a few guys that I've had good success with. Um, find somebody that you work well with, because yes, it's for the you know the time spent. You're going to be married to your lender and your realtor for a little while, basically. And so, find somebody that is going to perform well for you, and that that. You guys can work together, and if it's going to cost you an eighth of a point, I you know personally think it's money well spent. Tina Winchandy can help you out on that. Yeah, we'll, she'll we'll, save, we'll, yeah, yeah, she'll make up for it. Right? Yeah. You know, so yeah, well, good guys. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for shedding some light on that. Um, I think it's very important to look just a little bit
2: past your interest rate when you're refinancing your house or when you're out, out shopping for one, one. One final point I'll make there too. You talk about being married to your lender and and agent. That's another key point here is is I want, because it's a relationship, it's not going to be just this transaction. After close, you know, I I make a point to let people know that if you have a question when you get a statement or on your escrow or whatever it might be, you know, call me. I'm the expert. I'll answer your questions, not only throughout the transaction, but after. And and of course, hopefully on your next transaction as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Good,
1: good. Well, when we come back, we're going to learn all about Movember and start growing our mustaches. back. Thanks again for joining us. Episode 10 of Twin Cities on the Move. This is uh, coming to you live from Minnesota Podcasting on sunny Snelling Avenue in St. Paul. Uh, we're here again. Uh, Joel is here. Justin is here. Greg is here. And my special friend, Blake Christensen. Blake and I have been friends for, I gosh, oh, a long time. Quite a while now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it's obviously it's November and November is a big month of giving as we record this. Uh, yesterday was Just Give to the Max Day, and Blake has a charity that's been near and dear to his heart quite a while um, for men's t- issues, I guess, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Movember. T- can you tell us about Movember, Blake?
5: Yeah, Movember uh, is a uh, play on the Australian way to say mustache, which is like a short version of Mo. Okay. And then they changed Move- November to Movember. Cool. Okay. It started in 2003. Okay. In Australia. Wait,
2: did... so this didn't come from the NHL?
5: No, it did not come from the <laughs> NHL. Oh, it came from two guys drinking beer. Well, would you like <laughs> that? That's even better. Wow. Yeah, and he, they were sitting around, and they're like, you know what? What trend can we bring back? Let's bring back the mustache. It hasn't been here in a while. And this was at in 2003. Okay. And uh, they had a friend whose mom was trying to raise money for her breast cancer. And they're like, well, let's do something for men's health. And they decided this could be our ribbon. It's not our it, women have the pink ribbon. Well, this the the mustache the is big, men's ribbon. Mustache, yes. Is a men's, okay. Yes. Okay.
2: Cool.
1: What
5: was next? Well, I think uh, they started their group, thirty people, okay. and it's grown to be over five million participants throughout the world. Really? Every year, if you'll go to their website, Movember.com, USA.Movember.com, if you wanted to check out the United States, um, every year they add more and more countries and more and more participants as well. As well as other ideas. And the whole goal is just to raise money for what is it? Do they have
1: specific things with men's health? Yes.
5: Well, it started first with like prostate cancer and testicular cancer, uh, the men's cancers. And then it's, it's morphed as the years have gone on. To also men's mental health issues, as well as just like they sometimes they call it ember too, to try okay. to get get guys out to move and exercise and stuff okay. like that too. So it's 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 a really good um, organization to just get um, men talking about issues that sometimes we as men don't want to talk about. Sure, mm-hmm. no,
1: absolutely, and it's yeah. it's it seems I've I actually. I, tell everybody a secret. I did it a couple years ago with you um, just for fun. And I don't, I'm nervous to shave my beard. I like to hide behind that. So I didn't do it this year, but um, it was really, it's not only, if you're a guy, um, obviously go to us.movember.com, look up Blake Christensen and donate for sure. That's number one. But if you'd like to get involved,
5: it's pretty easy. It is. It is. It is. You could just sign up, you make your own page and uh, you can be uh, raising money and growing a must. Must much to your uh, wife's or uh, significant <laughs> yeah, they, other's uh, it, yeah. Um, yeah. pleasure.
1: No, and the, and also I know that there was. Um, you got me into a group with a couple. You can start a group of yep. guys. My and... buddy
5: Ron Monson, he uh, started a group called Mo Warriors, and so we have a, a a big group of guys that raise money. And actually, when you said about uh, the NHL, right. a few years ago, we were doing some Mo events at at the Wild game that was the official Movember game. And we met a couple, couple of the players and stuff that were participating. But one guy was there who raised a ton of money and he had thyroid cancer and he survived. He, had a, he just had surgery and he was like the Movember poster boy for, for Minnesota and the Minnesota Wild. And then from that, he started his own organization called Fighters Foundation to support guys who are going through cancer treatment. So we just finished okay. that event a couple of weeks ago and raised over $8,000 for these three guys who were going through treatment at that time. Really? Yeah.
1: Really. Interesting. It's interesting how that all spun out. And you mentioned you had an event for that. The one thing that I thought was so fun, it's also an excuse for a bunch of old guys to get together and hang out and and do something (laughs) fun, you know, because that's, again, you talk about mental health, Yep, guys hanging out with guys and just being social. And I think just having a group of people to just visit with and and go do
5: something, you know, is important. It is. And And, 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 and to get them talking about stuff too, because sometimes just hanging out, we hang out and do the surface talk, but getting deep sometimes and going, man, I'm not doing so well. You know, I need to do this. Movember has tools and stuff on their website too, that'll help with that. I started... uh, Uh, Because my dad died of prostate cancer in 1999. He was diagnosed uh, the year before that, and we just kind of died with him Mm. for the year. Mm -hmm. And then I heard about this organization. I'm like, what? You know, this is great. And if we could get more people to just go in and check themselves every so often. There's been so many statistics about men not even going in. Not bothering. You know, I actually just got a a donation from uh, a doctor who she said she said, you know, if we could just get men to just go in and get checked instead of waiting until they get sick, that would be good. You know,
2: I I think that brings up a really good point because like I mentioned the NHL and that's where Movember sort of surfaced on my radar because I'm a big hockey guy. But one of the things I've noticed throughout the years is that it's the Movember thing, everyone growing the mustaches, it's kind of a novelty thing, but it gets people talking, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is key. And then also, you know, talking about the the charitable aspect, actually going to the website, getting involved, making a donation. I think um, that's maybe a part of it that You don't see it overlooked sometimes. Some people
4: just grow the mustaches and forget to, right? You watch (laughs) a wild game
2: and you got Anthony the Panther with the (laughs) mustache, but they don't ever talk about, hey, go to this website. Let's, you know, let's get involved, make make a a donation. Yep. Yep. Exactly. One other
4: thing that Blake brought up that I thought was really important is, you know, we do hang out as friends a lot, but how many times when you're hanging out with your buddies do you really talk about something serious like that? Yeah. I think a lot of us are afraid to kind of. Be vulnerable and just say, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm I'm really not doing that great, and this is why." And so I, I that that was a good good point to bring yeah,
5: up. Yeah, I, I um, I'm a teacher. And uh, I normally have a mustache. And this year, one of my former students who's a senior this year asked if I would shave my mustache. Because I'm not sure if Movember still has the official rule where you shave everything on October 31st and then grow it for oh the month. God. You know, to get the nice, really <laughs> <laughs> cheesy in, in, here, here's mustache. Here's the like thing. A too clean is start. Is that, yes. You know, here's the thing. I don't mean to interrupt.
1: But yeah. Blake didn't just have a mustache. Okay. He had the mother of all mustaches. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if it was yeah, – Like Wild if, Bill or If what? you could – it. it It'd be something you should. Next time you grow it out, call Tina Winchandy. See if she can insure something like that. I for will, sure, for <laughs> sure.
5: The thing is amazing. Actually, it was on wonderful. my on my page, Paul, it was really it, uh, my my son's also into film, and he made this video of me because I was I was ready to save my mustache, and I actually put. Elmer's glue in there because a buddy of mine told me that if I cut it off with Elmer's glue in there, it was gonna save it. Because actually, one year he raised money with his mustache that he saved. And he took a picture of himself on a bearskin uh, rug uh, with uh, topless <laughs> and just very cheesy. And he, he raised like a thousand bucks for some woman bought it for a thousand bucks with a oh, mustache wow. on it. And really? then somebody Mustard. stole the mustache. Oh. But I tried it and it didn't work. And so there's a powerful video on my really? site Really? Oh, go see we'll have see to put that. it up yeah. on our site. We'll yeah. put it up
3: on Twin Cities on the Move on the yeah, Facebook that's page with right. the link there. So yeah. Do they have anything for the mustache challenge? Because I feel
5: like when I grow mine out, it's like seven long hairs that come out, <laughs> and it looks really well, awkward. That's the, that's the most beautiful kind of mustache I think ever. It's just <laughs> that the most cheesy is the ones that can barely get out there, you get know, you, get you I, a want, I, mean, I want the, the Tom The the better. Oh, want you want, Tom want the Tom Selleck. Yeah. 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 We're
2: yeah. going to need to get you a Sharpie. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> we'll connect see. the dot over yeah, there.
1: Well, yeah. well, listen, Blake, thank you so much. Thanks for You're coming welcome. in. It was great. It's always wonderful to, to you know, to just to give back and to take a minute. So I hope all of our listeners can go to us.movember.com. Look up Brett Blake Christensen and wherever you see all the print stuff for our podcast, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, um, our Twin Cities on the Move uh, Facebook page. We'll be sure to put a link up there and look for Blake's film also on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get a link to that and we'll put it up. But most of all, have a thought this month about, you know, men's health, mental health and physical health. And and if you're a guy, even if you're a girl, go get yourself checked out. Yes, well there are Mo
5: it. sisters, too, that participate and donate lots of money as well so okay yeah so. perfect so, i appreciate you guys bringing us in and and talking about this no happy that's to super have cool. you happy yeah. to
1: have you thanks again and us.movember.com blake christensen one more time and for us twin cities on the move wherever you find your podcasts uh feel free to download subscribe thanks again to tina winchandy at country financial for all of your insurance needs give her a call 651 651- And don't forget next month in December, join us at Longfellow
5: Grill in the Igloos. A lot more to come on that. Have a great day. Maybe I'll join you too with my mustache. Come on in, (laughs) beer and mustache. (laughs) Here we go.
0: This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson and Greg Rios are mortgage consultants with Truestone Home Mortgage, a division of Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union. And they can be found online at truestonehomemortgage.com slash Joel hyphen Benson and truestonehomemortgage.com slash greg hyphen rios. Truestone is spelled T-R-U-S-T-O-N-E and Rios is spelled R-I-O-S. Truestone Home Mortgage and Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union are not affiliated with REMAX or REMAX Results. This show has been produced by Minnesota Podcasting and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Remax Results, Truestone Home Mortgage, Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union, or Minnesota Podcasting.